That's right. Get your hands in the air because we got another episode of the Young GM. GM, how you doing today? I'm doing very good today. You're looking pretty good. You have a good day today? Yes, I did. Woo! Well, let's get with this. Well, so for the first thing we were going to do is recap the Pro Bowl. And it may come as no surprise to anyone. The AFC won yet again. We're still dominating the NFC as we will in the Super Bowl. But this is AFC's fifth straight game that they've won versus the NFC. And the NFC just really, it was the Pro Bowl. So they weren't playing like for reals, for reals, and they weren't trying to tackle anybody or anything. You, They were kind of playing like two-hand touch football. But it was kind of exciting to see people like Justin Herbert throwing the Tyree kill or Mahomes, Nick Chubb, and Mark <clears throat> Andrews lined up because – we all know that's overpowered. There's no way you're going to get Nick Chubb, Mark Andrews, and Patrick Mahomes on the same team. That's – you get those three people on the same team, whether or not they're on the Ravens, Chiefs, or Browns, you're going to make a Super Bowl. Absolutely. You know what? I kind of look at the uh, Pro Bowl as an exhibition game. It's just a big exhibition game where they want to get the guys, all the guys together – and the only significance, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, is that whoever wins uh, the Pro Bowl, that team or that conference, either the NFC or the AFC, they are going to be the home team for the next year's Super Bowl. So, just like the AFC won the Pro Bowl last year, the and the AFC is the home team for the Super Bowl this year. The AFC won the Pro Bowl this year. They will be the home team for the Super Bowl next year. Does not matter whether it's in an AFC stadium or an NFC stadium. The AFC will be the home team. Yes, sir. And um, it was actually really fun to watch. As you said, this is an exhibition game. Nobody's playing for real. It's They're just playing for bragging rights. And I heard somewhere that they're getting paid 40000 The people that lost got paid 40000 and the people that won got $80,000, correct? <laughs> that's, a big, that's a big chunk of change for an exhibition game. And I did see some, oh, we're not going to tackle you. We're just going to pick you up, kiss your helmet, and set you on the ground nicely. This is the only game where you can do that without getting penalized. Absolutely. But, yeah, um, other than that, let's move on to the Super Bowl. And for our Super Bowl predictions, actually, this may or may not surprise everyone, but <clears throat> I'm rooting for the Bengals for this one. I think that if the Bengals can get their team together, and since they are the home team here, as you said before, AFC is the home team, I think they can go out there, put on their A game, and play out of their minds crazy and win the Super Bowl. Now, I see the score ending up, this may seem surprising, but 27-13. to 13. I honestly think that's how it's going to be. Um, not, not too bad, but still... A Super Bowl win of 27 to 13 or around that. And I see the Bengals winning this one too. It is written in stone 27 no, to 13. Change that. 27 
Let's do, because I feel like the Rams will go out and score. So let's do 27-23. How about that? 27-23. That evens it up a little bit more. So shall it be written? So shall it be done? Yes. All right. This is also the second starting QB matchup in Super Bowl history between two quarterbacks selected first overall in the draft of Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford. Well, <laughs> Matthew Stafford got a raw deal um, when he came into the league going to Detroit. You know, it's always been the team that has the worst record gets the first round draft pick or gets a chance to pick the first round draft pick. And uh, Matthew Stafford ended up on the on Detroit Lions, and you see what happened there. Um, they were I guess I guess just the fact that he moved teams, moved to California, that uh, put some life back into him. But you mentioned Joe Burrow was the number one draft pick, also by the Bengals. By the Bengals, I believe that Joe Burrow will live up to the hype he's gonna fall i i believe that he's gonna fall in the place with uh patrick mahomes and all those other first round draft pick quarterbacks who actually who actually set themselves up to do pretty well yeah you've got people like lamar jackson patrick mahomes as you mentioned you've got josh allen um who else is there there's a couple other people you got kyler murray and then you got joe burrow which if he can play how he did versus the chiefs 24 to 3. that was a score was it not 24 to 3 by half the chiefs blew that lead that shows the talent that the Bengals are capable of now if they can take that talent they've had two weeks pro bowl week and then they've had this week that they can practice if they can take that energy that they have and use it versus the Rams as they did the Chiefs, they've got this game done. And that's why I say they win 27 to 23. 27 to 13 makes it seem like the Rams didn't do so good. So to kind of even it up, the Rams will score, the Bengals will score. But yeah, it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be 27 to 23 with the Bengals winning. Well, just look at it like this you got a Bengal, which is a Tiger. And you got a lamb. I believe that the Bengals are going to maul the lambs. It was set up perfectly. Set up absolutely perfectly. But like you said, Joe Burrow has to come out. He has to feel good. He has to play good as well as the rest of the team. And it's going to be an absolute beautiful day. Uh, it Weather's predicted to be 88 degrees on Sunday. On Super Bowl Sunday. His offensive line, the DBs, are what needs to happen. If they can contain Matthew Stafford and they can lock up Oda Beckham Jr. and Cooper Cup, you've taken care of that. With Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald, we saw what they did versus the 40 Winers. The offensive line is another key part to stepping up. His receivers need to be in positions and need to catch the ball um when it is thrown to them well you know pro bowl they got 40 grand and 80 grand um i wonder what the i wonder what the payout is here for the super bowl 
uh, if Odell wins this game and he plays good, he gets seven hundred fifty thousand plus a one million dollars. That's Odell. What about the rest of the team? And what if Joe Burrow accomplishes what we hope he will, and they win? Oof! I guess we'll figure it out when they win, if they win. Absolutely. Well, GM, we got to take a break here. But on the other side, we'll finish up with our Super Bowl predictions, talking a little bit about the teams, and then we will move on into NFL news. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to The Young GM, and we'll be right back. And welcome back to the young GM, 13-year-old general manager, and y'all know the rest. He's still living the dream. Yes, I am. And now, before we went on break, we were going to talk about um, the teams. So, for our first, we have the host, Cincinnati Bengals, tight end, CJ uh, Ozuma, I'm assuming is how you pronounce his name. He returned to practice after he was listed as a do not play. The coach said he's been progressing um, pro- progressing pretty good, so he's on track to getting back and playing this game. Um, on the point of this tight end, though, he said he would swim in Cincinnati chili if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, which I thought was actually pretty ridiculous. Um, a good note for the Lambs, is Cam Akers. His shoulder has improved. Um, as you may know, he has been out most of the season with, a, I believe it was an ACL injury. He's been out for most of the season, but he is back and he's re- he says he's a full participant on Thursday, which is today. For our next, Tyler Higby, the tight end for the Rams, who had um, who had been said was a do not play was probably still not going to practice. McVeigh said earlier in the week he was not likely to practice, so he probably won't be playing in the Super Bowl. Let's see how this week goes. Offensive lineman Joe Noteboom, chest injury, and wide receiver Van Jefferson with a knee injury. They fell on the positive side as the lineman with the chest injury was limited to practice on Thursday after being a do not play and then the wide receiver Jefferson returned to being a full participant so this is pretty good um this is where the news gets interesting Jalen Ramsey with a shoulder offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth with the quadriceps and safety Taylor Rapp with the concussion are still full participants so this is heading in the right direction with Ramsey and Whitworth um the best linemen <coughs> and CB on this team Taylor Rapp is also a good addition there to the safety. And in addition to the uh, tight end for the Bengals, CJ being limited, the Bengals guard Jackson Carmen's status improved as he went from limited to full on Thursday. So these are some not super, super key notable like Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford injuries, but still something to keep an eye on because, I mean, Jalen Ramsey could be out with the shoulder, but they're saying he's a full participant. So this is a good thing <coughs> for the Rams, especially Cam Akers. Cam Akers was doing very well, and I think he will be a very big help in helping the Rams either win, lose, or 
just, I don't know, make a comeback if they're losing. Well, you know what? You you mentioned quite a few players there, but I'm going to focus in on Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp was out with a concussion, and they said that he remained a full participant in the practices. Now, I don't know what uh, Sean McVay's um, line of thought is here. If he's passed, uh, passed the concussion protocol and they've given him a full blessing, but it's when athletes put themselves and put their lives and their health at risk is when the coaches, when the medical personnel need to step in and say, hey, you know what? You are still a part of this team, whether you play or not. Win, lose, or draw. If we win a Super Bowl, you're going to support the ring. But why put yourself at risk if the concussion, if you do have a concussion and it is not fully healed? Well, as you said, we don't know what's going on in the Rams facility, but if he is feeling better, he he should take it easy. So he should be put in for some plays, but make sure he doesn't get hit. And if he's starting to feel kind of like, eh, then take him out and let the backup play. Whether you win or lose, you made it this far into the season. And second place isn't so bad. But in the NFL, it's what have you done for me lately? Exactly. You know what, GM? We're going to take a quick break. But on the on the flip side, we're going to get into some NFL news. We're going to talk a little bit of injury report. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame and the NFL going international. Again, thank you for joining us, and you are listening to The Young GM, and we'll be right back in 30. And welcome back to the Young GM. GM, before the break, we uh, said we were going to get into some NFL news. But I think one of the biggest things, and this is especially for the players, news of them going into the Hall of Fame or being inducted to the Hall of Fame or even becoming a candidate for the Hall of Fame. And we got some on the board today. We've got a few names up here, actually. Um, it's not going to be very long. We got a couple, at least four. There's more to be announced as we go on. Um, so first one, we have Demarcus Ware. He spent 2005 to 2013 with the Dallas Cowgirls, and then he went over in 2014 to 2016. He played for Denver Broncos, and um, he did very well. It says he's top 10 all-time in sacks with 138 and a half. He's twice led the league in the category in double-digit sacks in eight different seasons. That's a good defensive lineman right there. He was a key member of the Broncos that led them to the victory in Super Bowl 50. Um, and they say outside of Devin Hester, there's a good chance he will go into the Hall of Fame. Did you know, did you know, GM, that Jojima, that uh, the Marcus Ware is Jojima's one of her favorite players? Uh, that's actually not surprising. He is a very good NFL player. We even got a Broncos calendar with him on one of the, um, pages of it. Yeah, and that calendar is a few years old, and it's sat with the Marcus Ware's picture up on it. 
for a very long time. Um, next, we have Tory Holt, wide receiver for the St. Louis. Uh, they're not the Lambs yet because they haven't moved to L.A. Since they're not in L.A., they're not the Lambs. Um, but anyways, he was with the St. Louis Rams from 1999 to 2008. And then with 2009, he joined the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I don't know why he did that. Maybe the Jaguars were good that year. I don't know. They were a little better back then. Oh, okay. That, that was before Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but I feel like he would go into the Hall of Fame. It says he would. He would join his teammates, Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk in Canton. So he is going to make the Hall of Fame along with Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk. Um, for our next one, we have Richard Seymour. He's a defensive end slash defensive tackle for the New England Patriots, 2001 to 2008, and then 2009 to 2012. Um, yeah, he's definitely... I'm sorry, GM. I don't mean to step on you. You got to make the distinction, though. He played from 2001 to 2008 with the New England Patriots. Yeah. And... 2009 to 2012 with the Las Vegas Traders. I mean Raiders. They're technically the Oakland Raiders at this point. At that point, they were the Oakland Raiders. This is correct. So, after that being said, we are going to move on to Tony. Oh, my Lord. How do you say it? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I cannot um, pronounce his last name. Baselli. That's that's a very unique last name. That's kind of cool. Um, Tony Baselli. He Tony Baselli played for the Jacksonville Jaguars in 1995 to 2001. So and then he played with the Houston Texans in 2002. But unfortunately, he was in um, the injured reserve in 2002 with the Texans, which is very unfortunate. And that's probably where his career ended because. After that, it's 2002 with the Texans injured reserve, and then it's done, which means that ended his career. Um, but, yeah, so he's going to most likely get in. They say he's a finalist every year, but I'm predicting this is finally the year he goes in. Well, you know, one of the reasons why he's uh, not gone in is because of the length of his career. You know, when you have only played – for so many years, you don't build up a record. True. He only played for seven years. Exactly. He played 1995 to 2001 with the Jags. I mean, here's the thing. He may not have wanted to get injured, but, I mean, dude, this is the NFL. You're going to get injured at some point in your career, and you you can't let that end you. Like, um, Brady has been injured once. Gronkowski's been injured. Julian Edelman. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette. There's a whole lot of stars that have been injured, but they're still playing today. Chris Godwin, I don't think he's going to retire. He just tore his ACL recently in one of these playoff games. Just you got to build on an injury, and it has to make you stronger. Well, GM, we do have to make one correction. These are all NFL candidates. They have not been inducted into the NFL, but these are candidates. And uh, when they do make their inductions, then we'll know who actually made it. Because, as we mentioned, the length of Baselli's career has kept him off the has kept him out of the hall in the past, 
it may be the same thing this year. Yep. I wonder if he would have changed anything if he could just go back. I wonder if he would have changed anything, like told himself to play more or anything. Well, other than that, we have some more news. For the first time ever, Germany, um, the first NFL season game will be hosted in Germany. It says that the NFL is coming to Munich. The league announced Wednesday Munich has been selected to host the first ever regular season game in Germany during the 2022 season. So they're moving to Germany as well. It says the NFL announced that Frankenfurt will also host future games in Germany. So that means that the NFL is going to probably start becoming national because it says the game in Munich is one of the five international games along with Mexico and three in the United Kingdom. Two will be played in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as well as the Jacksonville Jaguars home game at Wembley Stadium. So the NFL is starting to do some international games, the UK, Germany, um, where else did it say it's a Mexico? Yeah, Mexico, Tottenham, and Wembley Stadium. So the NFL is starting to move to different places. We could see it move to even more different places as well. Well, you know, when we talk about the NFL going international, this is actually old news because the first game was played in Mexico in uh, 2005. And the first game played in the in the UK, the United Kingdom, was 2007. So we have a long record of um, the NFL being international, but it's time that it's time like now that they really want to um, get the get their brand out there and make it and make it well known. We know that. Uh, that the other sport that they call football here in America, we call it soccer is an international sport and it is well acclaimed all over the world. And I think it's time for the national football league to make its mark on the international stand. Well, on that topic of soccer, like even if you play FIFA, you can play as teams from the USA, Spain, Mexico, France, Germany, all these other international countries. And I think that's <clears throat> what you said the NFL is trying to do, just make it international and spread their brand. Absolutely. NFL, good for you. And start making more money, too. <laughs> well, GM, we got to take a break again. We got to pay the bills. And when we come back, we will pick it up with more of the young GM. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back in 30. And welcome back to the young GM. GM, you know that people can follow us on uh, Spotify at the young GM podcast. And they can also find us and on Anchor at the Young GM Podcast. But we also can be followed on Instagram at the Young GM at Instagram.com. You got anything for us? Um, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to 
L. Briscoe. Um, he does his own podcast of sports. He not only goes over football, I've listened to his podcast. He does some basketball and gives his opinion on basketball and football, too. If you want to check him out, his podcast is The Guru Talking Sports. So just wanted to give a shout out to his podcast. You guys should go and check him out. I definitely recommend it. All right. Well, thank you, GM, for that shout out. And uh, we want to thank everybody that uh, helped make this episode possible. Our producer, Emily Trapp, our host, myself, and of course, our star, the young GM. But most of all, we want to thank our listeners, you folks out there, because you make this possible. You are why we do what we do. Thank you, and we will see you next time on the Young GM.